Tokozani, welcome to part two of episode eight, where I'm holding a healing conversation with Alicia Marche. She is a, a medicine woman and um, also heals through song and music. And I'm just going to let the conversation unfold as we talk about this particular plant spirit that she serves and holds ceremonial space with. Beautiful. So one of the medicines that I know that you work with is ayahuasca. And ayahuasca is understood to be many different things. Um, it's considered some, to some people a grandmother spirit. Um, to other people, it's this concoction and this brew that is formed in uh, Central and South America from the traditions and the lineages from that space. Um, but I would love to hear from you uh, after sitting with the medicine and serving the medicine. Um, one, how do you define it? How do you describe what it means to you and, and, and the community and the planet at large, as well as, um, and yeah, yeah, just describe what it is to, for us who are new to it. So ayahuasca is a representation of source energy. Um, the brew is made of vines and leaves that have the same chemical that is found in our bodies naturally called dimethyltryptamine or DMT. It is located in our pineal glands and it is present at conception. It is present during our dreams and it is present when we are transitioning from this physical body. Um, so to, for me, ayahuasca is connecting back to source energy and it um, is our body remembering, it allows the body to remember um, things that have been left within us um, and it brings our cells back to balance to the, the composition that we were born with. Dimethyltryptamine is always within our bodies. However, when we drink this brew, it allows us to process it in a different way um, so that we are having a waking dream. And um, beyond the medicine itself, um, the ayahuasca ceremony is another entity in which um, we, have, we create a microcosm for what is going on in life all the time and allows you to see things um, from another perspective um, that is like I said always going on on a bigger scale beautiful um, and how did this brew come into your life you know did it call to you did you stumble upon it um, what about your path brought you to this medicine and what has it helped you heal or discover? So I was not necessarily called to this medicine. However, I did stumble upon it and it pulled me in. Um, I was in a very free flowing space of life when I met my teacher, Yawasawe. Um, he was speaking about ayahuasca and um, being someone who had practiced natural herbs and remedies for several years, 
I um, was very interested and so I approached him. I let him know that I wanted to learn more about this plant and um, I had experienced some other plant teachers like uh, mushrooms and I had also smoked DMT um, crystals and so I was really curious to experience the natural form of it um, and he he um, asked me, you know, was I on any medications and how was my diet? And once I told him, he was like, well, if you are ready to jump into the fire, we are having a ceremony tonight. And I was playing my song in my head that I had just wrote, I am the fire. So I was like, yes, let's, let's do it. Um, and I tried to see if anyone else wanted to attend with me and no one was ready for it. So I was like, what am I really getting myself into? But I decided to show up anyway. Um, and my experience um, that first night that I sat with ayahuasca um, was a call to service. Um, I received a vision of doing a similar work in previous life. Um, maybe not necessarily working with ayahuasca, but um, being in prayer and in guiding others. And so I didn't reveal what um, was given to me, but in the rising, um, Yawasawe had asked me if I was interested in an apprenticeship. And so I felt like that was confirmation to what I had received. And um, so the following week I was learning songs in his, in his home and, and the very following weekend um, I was assisting in, cer in ceremony, um, cleaning buckets and helping people to the restroom and singing a few songs. And I have been in service um, either every other weekend or every weekend ever since. And that was June, 2018. When I came to this medicine, I just was in a space of um, openness. I did not have a job at the time, nor did I have really any responsibilities. I was um, living a gig lifestyle and um, this work helped bring all my gifts um, to, in a very purposeful way. It brought them together and allowed me to use them responsibly. It um, made my life make more sense, honestly. Um, and a lot of my journey has been in trusting the unknown and um, allowing myself to be moved by spirit, um, as well as trusting my intuition and um, the things that I've received, learning how to utilize them and apply them into my life. Thank you. Wow. Medicine just came into your life and took over everything. <laughs> But um, besides that initial vision, um, sitting in several ceremonies, has there been a meaningful waking dream or waking vision with the medicine that connected you to your ancestors or um, touched and expanded your understanding of, of your connection to them? So I have 
definitely had very meaningful connections with my ancestors through this work. Um, I have not necessarily had any particular visions of my ancestors. Um, I have witnessed people who have clear either conversations or visions of a departed one that they that they know and love. Um, that has not been my case. However, I have definitely been guided by my ancestors. Um, I have had some songs being almost sung to me or I've been uh, guided to learn certain songs, um, particularly in Yoruba and um, some Native American songs. And in me learning those songs, one, they come very quickly and um, they're like codes being passed down to me. Um, and each time I sing them or hear them, I learn something different. And each time I sing them, I'm giving um, a certain message to others. And so that has been a beautiful gift from my ancestors. I have also, I have had a vision of um, being surrounded by uh, these spirits, I guess you can say, because they definitely didn't look human, even though they had the same kind of, you know, hands, fingers, faces, those kind of things, um, body parts, but they definitely did not look like humans. Um, so I've had images or visions of, of ancestors surrounding me, reaching out to me, um, and showing me myself and showing me that I take my prayer very seriously and sometimes it's good to lighten up and um, and but also showing me the strength in my ancestral foundation in my roots um, showing me that the the work that my ancestors did um, was was prepared me for this work and um, and I feel really honored that I am returning to um, to a lifestyle of prayer and um, being able to guide other people to return to that lifestyle of prayer and and communing in circles because it's a very powerful um, tradition that many cultures have had um, to to circle together to pray together and um, and the church and a lot of people's disconnect from church has kind of broken our praying together. And so I've definitely been supported by my ancestors to bring back um, traditions. It has also been really a blessing to be able to honor the fact that I come from many lineages, that my blood is um, very mixed and at the same time it is from the original bloodlines, you know, I have Kosa bloodlines and Yoruba bloodlines and different Native American bloodlines, South American bloodlines. Um, and because of that, I sing songs in many different languages and um and that allows me to connect to many different people and it 
represents this idea, um, I guess we can refer to the Hopi prophecy, you know, which is the idea of, of people from different paths and different backgrounds, you know, from the north, south, east, and west all coming together to pray together. Um, and so this has been awakening me. Um, and I feel like it's my ancestors' dreams, you know, I'm the linking bridge. And so I really give thanks for the connection I do have with them, even if I, you know, don't have any particular visions of them. I constantly feel their guidance and hear their guidance. So, Koza, that is really beautiful to me because one, um, one of my understandings around plants like this is that for a lot of people it opens up um, creativity people receiving songs people receiving scientific equations people receiving just the connection of dots in a very um, tangible way and it's like even though we don't always necessarily necessarily have visions we get um, clear knowing and clear understanding and and then there's this creativity that comes through through the songs and the songs sound so much more different in ceremony um they have levels to it <laughs> is what i love so much like it i know there are moments in ceremony where that there's this one song that just takes me somewhere else or that comforts me when the journey feels so difficult um so and then for songs and languages and communication to just happen on on multi-dimensional levels um beyond beyond what we typically day-to-day -day understand that to mean um what what do you sense that is you know um from your perspective what is what is the power of song and ceremony and um what have you noticed about the creativity that opens up for people um, through these these medicine teachings? Well, for one, um, visions come in different forms. So there are visuals, there is, like you said, a knowing, there is um, a hearing, and there's feeling. So all these are visions and people experience them differently. Um, but when they're opening up, um, these pathways, it does allow for creativity because that is what source energy is. It's creation, you know? So this is awakening in people. Um, I have written several songs after ceremony, um, just, just write it all down in one, in one go because my, my pathways are open. Um, song is highly important in ceremony. Um, it is what we use to guide um, the energy in the ceremony. Um, and it is because tones carry frequency and vibration. And so as my sound vibrates, to the participants, it elevates the frequency and brings the frequency to harmony. So if they're going through a tough moment where they're crying or they're 
nauseous or in discomfort or whatever the case may be, um, the frequencies bring them back to harmony um, or at least guide the mind so that they can bring themselves back to harmony. This um, guidance of music and ceremony is truly what is always going on with music and sound. Um, sound is supposed to be for our healing and unfortunately a lot of the music that is in the mainstream and what is being played on our radios and televisions and different screens um, are songs that are set purposefully at a low frequency um, and it, it affects our vibration and, you know, sound and vibration affects the water within us. And we are beings made up of mostly water as this earth is mostly made of water. And so um, sound affects our cells, our cellular structure. And so it is really important to... Um, receive and make sure you're feeding yourself with high vibrational music and so that your cells um, are, are healthy and um, encourage you to have harmony within so that you vibrate harmony on the outside. Um, and so in ceremony, the songs are understood on like you said a multi-dimensional level they are a, in many different languages however you feel them and a lot of people are seeing colors in relation to the vibration of the song or their vision is in relation to the message of the song but like i said previously because these songs are codes each time they come with a different message and each time I sing them, um, they come out differently based on the energy that is present in the room and the harmony that is needed to be cultivated. And so it is, um, it's not really, it's a science for sure, but it's nothing you can really control. It is something you must allow. So for me, I have to remain open as a vessel um, or a conduit of energy to um, allow the songs to flow through me um, for what is needed to bring harmony into the room and to help guide people um, to a place of, of clarity and upliftment and elevation. The songs have been just as much as a teacher in my life as the medicine itself. Um, they are hand in hand. Um, these songs are how I navigate my energy um, when life is doing its thing. You know, when we face certain energies in life because. Um, after working with the medicine for so long, you start to really understand everything is just energy. And so, you know, you drink a cup of energy and it's the same as, you know, when you experience a situation on your day to day and it's just energy coming at you and you have to learn how to navigate through it. And sometimes a good song is really what can guide you through it. And um, so that is why 
I have made it very important to create music for integration for those who do sit in ceremony to be able to have the music to um, activate the medicine once again in their bodies um, and and allow the music and the medicine to have that conversation and guide them but also just for others who may not have even had the medicine but just knowing that music affects ourselves and and we can use it as a tool to um, to help us navigate through any kind of energy. Beautiful. Um, I think that was a definitely big and important reminder around, um, you know, the, the foundation of just life force energy is creative energy. And it shows me how, um, you know, we aren't just here to sit and receive messages from the spiritual realm, but we are called to um, make something of it in a sense and also the reminder of how the songs are communicating information to the bodies of water within and around us um, but I want to kind of shift into the perspective around well when it comes to these medicines when it comes up in conversation <clears throat> there's usually two sets of people there are those that are just like uh -uh, no way I'm good and then there are those who are like super excited and just want to run towards these medicines. And I know that um, at least in the beginning, when I first started to hear about the, um, this particular medicine, ayahuasca, um, there was a lot of talk around ego deaths. There was a lot of talk around like your biggest fear is going to come and manifest in this ceremony. And um there was this great understanding that this is a very serious thing and sometimes a very difficult thing to go through. So from your perspective um, and doing this work this far, do you see this plant, this master teacher, as they call it, um, is it for everyone? Um, are there those who should wait? Are there those who should avoid it completely? Are there those who should just jump in? Is it something that speaks to the, the chemistry in everyone's body or not? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, this medicine could be for anyone, but it is not for everyone. Um, it's definitely for those who are ready to seriously step into their lives. It's not, you know, a psychedelic to just have a fun trip, even though it can be a very, very beautiful experience. Um, the point is not for fun or recreation or anything like that. It's definitely um, for our self-work. It's a tool to use and um, a lot of people aren't really ready to face themselves or make changes that the medicine might sh reveal to them that need to be made. Yeah, so integration is really about being mindful and allowing yourself the space for meditation, even if it's not sitting down, you know, it could be walking meditation, it could be in yoga or like I said, in journaling, but just allowing yourself the space to apply things 
and to allow things to reveal and unfold themselves and um, making sure that that your intention doesn't get lost in the day-to-day um, activities and in our day-to-day conversations that we stay true to our intentions and allow things to to move us and move with them and not fight things in ceremony nor outside of ceremony but just truly um, working with our spirit guides our ancestors and the medicine within um, to to make those shifts and allowing those shifts as as far as the ego death you know that it's not necessary to kill your ego you know we actually we need our ego but the point is to to have a balance and have a good relationship with yourself and um it's not necessarily going to bring up your biggest fears um if you go into it with fear then you're probably going to face your fear um, but if you go into it with a childlike wonder and you never know what spirit really has for you um, and the medicine is really going to give you what you need in this moment for your growth. Um, and so it, it's not really something to fear unless you're afraid of yourself. And. Um, I've witnessed people have just truly beautiful experiences without any um, fear or ego death per se. And then, of course, I've seen the opposite. I've seen a lot, actually. (laughs) You know, I've seen people um, fall completely apart. Um, But that was empowering for them. That allowed them to be able to put themselves back together again and really... Um, put back the pieces that were needed and release the pieces that weren't. Um, And some people are more open to surrender. And so when things come up that they must let go, you know, they might release tears and then they let it go and they allow their lives to continue to flow in that way and really open up to, you know, divine flow. And so you have to be be ready to allow and let go of control knowing that your part in control is bringing yourself to that place but then once you get there allowing spirit to work through and for you um, and developing that communication with source and with yourself and the medicine is definitely not for people who are on certain medications as um, artificial drugs and natural medicines will clash with each other. Um, some, you know, medications will, are okay, but a lot of them um, will have an adverse effect. And so for safety, it is best that you f- find a way to wean yourself off of this medications and if you you know are a heavy drinker it's best to wean yourself off of that if you have a very poor diet it's best to um 
to detox just so that your body is in the best place to really receive and you know you come to the medicine to purge not only emotions but the physical toxins that are connected to those emotions and so if it's like it's like you know how you're gonna detox and eat junk food at the same time like that doesn't make any sense you know if you come to better yourself then you have to continue to better yourself not just in your food but in the music that you listen to in your thought patterns how you speak to yourself and in you know your actions towards others and um so you know you have to really be ready to hold yourself accountable um and and really be real with yourself um to really see um changes within the medicine because you can come to it and it can be like a movie that you just watched and then you go right back into your routine or it can truly be life-changing and transformational um, but that depends on each person and how serious they are about their life and about their prayer you know you can't pray for things you're not willing to work for and so this this medicine is is going to hold you to that and so it's best to come to it not um in a place of really wanting anything which is like i said allowing and and being ready to to hold yourself accountable for whatever it brings up in these, inside of you thank you so much for clarifying that um i have two more questions and one of them is um you know, sometimes these medicines have been said to really alleviate and um, balance certain illnesses or in, or um, blockages within us. You know, you may hear stories of people who had serious addictions and maybe in one ayahuasca ceremony was able to clear it. And, and people refer to this medicine as like one or two nights being 10 years of therapy. Um, even though there are these miraculous stories, um, sometimes, you know, traveling the universe, um, and, and going on these journeys, you see so many different things and you come out, um, and there's still some type of integration. There's, I think you spoke to this a little bit in terms of like, you know, willingness to change your diet and willingness to, um, make certain shifts in your life. Um, and so in some ways it is very medicinal and other ways it's giving you the tools um to better navigate life and um i know that sometimes with spirituality like we want to be healed so much um and we think that we forget that things happen in layers and i know that integration um because you can go in and see so many amazing and beautiful things and then wake up out of the medicine and life is still there um and things still need to happen in order for life to be maintained. And so is there anything you can share around um, integration and, 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 and balance and how we can situate our lives to support us with and without these medicines? I, I think that they come to us at interesting times and then they also, I know one really important realization that I've had is that some of the experiences in these ceremonies have had to, I've had to remind myself in terms of faith 
you know, I, you know, I cried through something or I saw something and, and then, you know, weeks and months later, maybe the, the, the sensation starts to fade away, but I have to keep that memory close to me. Yes, because it was given to me and, um, I have the opportunity and the space to hold for it. But now, um, I have, to, I still have to navigate light, right? Um, the soul still has its, its work and its mission. Um, and so my, my overall question is what does integration mean and what helps support us on along the journey, um, as we heal from, from your perspective? So yes, integration is huge. Um, because you can travel around the universe and if you don't bring anything back here, then it was it was just a show, you know? So, you know, I like to tell people, especially people who sit with the medicine and they're expecting some huge vision and they really just sat with themselves. And I like to tell them, you know, the most important thing we can see is ourselves. The most important thing we can learn about is ourselves because that is what you're using to navigate on this earth. And, you know, what you might see about the stars and the galaxies might not really be able to help you here in your everyday life. And that's what we really come for. That's what our spirit really needs. Um, so yes, integration is is a huge part of the work, um, not just the ceremony, but the application afterwards. And um, so I like to encourage people, and this is something you can do without medicine, but to, I like to encourage people to write and to journal um, their thoughts, their experiences, what came up for them and continue to journal because in the experience you might have things that might have came up for you but then as the days go on and you're processing you know your perspective will shift about that and it's important to allow yourself space and time to process and know that you can't just jump right back into your regular routine um and expect to be able to really integrate anything. Um, it's very important to, to be patient with yourself and be patient with your healing. Cause like you said, you know, things are in layers, you know, might've been years of trauma that caused you to have certain responses to things. And so, although yes, it can be, um, a therapeutic session for many layers, there still might be many more. So being patient with yourself and knowing that healing takes time, knowing that um, there might be lots of work to do and you might want to get to Z, but you don't realize you're still an A and you have to take all those steps. And there's no race. There's no race to get anywhere um, because as soon as you get to Z, the alphabet starts over again. You know, you're going to be in a new beginning. And so there's no race to, to be anywhere in this life. And um, the medicine truly teaches us how to breathe. That's how we navigate through energy is through our breath. And um, that's really one of the most important things that the medicine can teach you. Um, through breathing is how you have clear 
mind and um and that is how you can release anxiety for me that has been huge um part of my journey um before my medicine journey i had a lot of anxiety and now i rarely experience that and if i do experience that i have tools now um to to be able to work through that and um so it's something i rarely deal with anymore um i typically have a lot of clarity in my life um after working with this medicine for so long um but that is really the tr- uh, one of the truest gifts of it is being able to have clarity so that you can see things with new eyes and from that space of clearness you know there's still lots of work to do but if you can take a breath and go about it one step at a time you know like i said know that there's no rush there's no worries there's no hurry and now you can get to that place of wholeness um as long as you stay consistent and keep moving forward and being patient and gentle with yourself and being real with yourself and being real with others um i like something that you said as far as holding on to your your gems that you receive because in integration um that can be something that allows us to lose things when we quickly go tell everyone what we learned or what we saw you know yes if you have support around you who can help you process that can be beneficial but honestly it's best to take what you discovered and learn it for yourself because when you you know get the vision or the understanding you don't know it yet you know just cuz you learn something you don't know it yet and you don't want to know something or you'll never learn it you know so it's really good to hold on to the things that are for you and then when you share it with people it's because you're living that example and they can see it and when they ask you how then you can tell it you know but i find that to be a really helpful way to integrate um the lessons that the medicine brings so that um so that you remember that your your journey is sacred and your prayer is sacred and it is for you and what you receive is just for you and your life and um how you're going to process it is going to look different from everyone else and that's perfectly okay you know we have to be okay that our path is unique and that you know you can't take everyone with you but the best that you can do is is take your work seriously take your life seriously and move forward knowing that those who also want to elevate to your vibration you know are going to follow that lead and those who aren't possibly going to dissipate from your life but you have to be okay with that too um yeah so integration is really about being mindful and allowing yourself the space for meditation even if it's not 
sitting down, you know, it could be walking, meditation, it could be in yoga, or like I said, in journaling, but just allowing yourself the space to apply things and to allow things to reveal and unfold themselves and um, making sure that that your intention doesn't get lost in the day-to-day activities and in our day-to-day conversations, that we stay true to our intentions and allow things to to move us and move with them and not fight things in ceremony nor outside of ceremony, but just truly um, working with our spirit guides, our ancestors, and the medicine within um, to to make those shifts and allowing those shifts. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Elisa. Um, I think that one of the things that I, I love and appreciate about all of the ancestors' medicines and ways of being and seeing and living um, but especially through ceremony, is this great sense of community. Um, One of the things that I heard about ayahuasca in in the very beginning before I had even had the experience was how it can produce this great sensation and inner understanding around the oneness and our connection to everything. And um, I know that any type of psychoactive or... um, psychedelic medicine or substance creates this hippie like, you know, persona within us. Um, and, and sometimes we think lightly of that, or, you know, we think it's the silly part or, um, that we're too much in the air and ungrounded. Um, but one thing that I appreciate so much is how in ceremony, because the energies and the frequencies are so high, those foundational teachings of love, of truth, of um, justice, of, of consciousness. It's like you get to, it, it comes alive in ceremony and you really have an experience that makes you see exactly where, you know, you need to love yourself and why the love is stagnant within yourself. Um, and so you become a living, that teaching becomes a living embodiment in some way as the journey unfolds. Um, and I haven't, um, I've only experienced ayahuasca in community, in ceremony, where the, 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 the space was opened and closed and protected a certain way. And there are many hands, yes. um, many supporters, many voices um, holding the space. And the, the lesson around community and the lesson around our connection is just like the constant line and the constant thread um and i think when it comes to just african spirituality or or any form of spirituality connected to ancestors um they seem to be wanting to bring across certain consistent messages and um one of those consistent messages has been community um and there have been times where i come out of ceremony and i just my understanding of each other just changes because we see each other not only in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm. And I, and then there's, there's accountability, there's spaces, there's being seen. Um, and 
I, I guess, it, it, you know, and you have sat and held space for many people. And so um, just to close this off, um, how do you see community? Um, why do you think it's significant? Um, you know, for many generations, our ancestors sat together and prayed together um, simply through song, through dance, through the use of medicines. You know, why is that? Why was that significant? Um, you know, what have you seen in ceremony um, around community that you feel has been very significant or uh, an ancestral teaching for you? Yes, um, communal healing is very important. Um, like you said, it's been something that our ancestors did. It was it was normal at some point in in many cultures. It still is, but um, it's kind of taboo here in in um, Western society. Um, people tend to want to heal on their own, you know, go see a therapist or, you know, they do things and they don't tell their families and, you know, it's, it's this very disconnected, um, perspective, but it is so powerful to be witnessed by others and, um, to be encouraged and to hold space for others. Um, it's honestly my favorite part of ceremony is, you know, in our closing circle when people are sharing what they experienced and, you know, you see that everyone is connected and we're all mirrors reflecting each other. And even though our paths look different, we can all relate because we all have some of the same human, you know, struggles. And um, <clears throat> it's it's very beautiful thing to witness. I've actually experienced some ceremonies where I was so deep in the present moment and the service that I really didn't feel that I received anything until everyone spoke. And that is when I felt like I received all the messages that I, I needed from each person's mouth and what they received and experienced. Um, it's, it's, definitely another opportunity to receive more medicine is when everyone shares and you get to hear what they've learned or uncovered or released or discovered about themselves and it's it's truly a powerful thing to to witness um ourselves even to witness ourselves speak our truths um, in front of other people like you said it, it forces us to be accountable and um, and and hopefully you know be authentic around other people and learn how to be vulnerable around others and um, you know, people give huge hugs after ceremony and they communicate with each other in a way, you know, a fellowship. And you're able to 
understand more and process more of your own journey through the experiences of others um, because everybody's journey is totally unique. It allows you to have a much larger journey when you are um, having this communal experience. There are some people who, when they come to the medicine, they're afraid or they simply just do not want to be around other people because they feel that, you know, they might pick up other people's energy or, you know, they might um, be affected by other people and, you know, I can say that in private ceremonies, sometimes people will allow themselves to go a bit deeper because they're not putting up any walls due to other people there. However, they they do not, in my opinion, really receive the... Um, fullness that you receive that uh, of being able to um, bond with the community you know like you said you realize that you're connected to everything and everyone around you and um, there are moments during the ceremony you know where someone's crying and and it brings up emotions for you you know and it might make you feel okay to cry um, or where someone is saying something and, and you, you just reflect that for yourself and how that, you know, is, shows up in your own life. Um, there's moments when, you know, I'm singing and everybody joins in and they're clapping and their spirits are up and it's like all our ancestors are celebrating with us, you know, and it's it's such a powerful um, thing to, to gather in these circles and, uh, and elevate each other, you know, um, to know like there's other people who are wanting to show up for their lives in the same way that they're willing to face the unknown and dive deep within <laughs> in order to to ascend, you know, in their lives. And in a lot of people create a spirit family um, relation with other people, you know, that can last much longer after the ceremony. I've witnessed that, um, and I've witnessed, you know, couples or, you know, um, family members who go into ceremony together and their bond is strengthened. Um, and I've also witnessed couples who go in and their bond might change a little bit, but it's because they come to a place of authenticity that they might not really ha have been living in. Um, but for the most part, it tends to strengthen bonds and um, and connect people. Um, and that in itself is healing. So, yeah, experiencing it with others is, is intensifies the medicine. And um, it's like 
going on a ship with a group of people and you're all riding the waves, you know, together and you know that you're not alone and, and you feel supported and um and it's it's a good representation of how we should interact with others on a regular basis, you know with compassion and with authenticity and in enjoying the present moment or, you know, honoring our, our real emotions, you know, in front of one another. So it, it definitely strengthens community. And even if you don't know the people, you never met them before, uh, you realize, you know, there might be kindred spirits in the room who you're connected from beyond this lifetime, you know, we, we all come from the same source and because this medicine returns us back to that source energy, we, we're able to be one together and still go through your own journey. Um, just knowing that you're, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to heal alone. And it's it's honestly, especially for African people, it's just not natural to do these things alone. Um, we've always been supported in in that village mentality, you know. And so, a ceremony is just another powerful way to to resurrect um, the ways of our ancestors. these plant medicines just activate the medicine within us and bring us back to our, the truth of us and so I pray that we all find the space to um, go within and activate our truth no, no matter what that looks like um, and if you're called to the medicine that you would come with pure intentions and an open heart um, but at the end of the day it's nothing you can learn that will um, help you more than just being compassionate and um, to yourself and to others and to this planet um, that is my message my deepest message is compassion um, Yes, I'm so grateful to be able to do this work and that I was called to do this and um, I'm here to hold space for all those who are ready to take those steps within and um, who are wanting to pray in a way that um, connects them back to source and to community and deepens that conversation with self and their self-love so uh, as we say um, in our tradition which means all of my relations I give honor to uh, <laughs> so Kozani I give thanks to Alicia for her and her ancestors sharing in this space with us today 
Um, again, Alicia Marche is a medicine woman in Atlanta and holds um, medicine ceremonies and spaces as well as medicine songs. So definitely check her out on Instagram at holistic underscore loving, which you can also find in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Alicia and I will be holding space soon. So definitely let us know if you're interested. Um, Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day and see you in the next episode. So goes out.